Yo, 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 what up, y'all? You are listening to another brand new episode of the world famous, the award-winning, that would be the Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live and direct from Hollywood, California, recorded, of course, none other than inside the Million Dollar Man Cave. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known to most of you as the Wash Lord, also known as the Korean John Cusack, also known as Odesu, also known as the Forrest Gump of hip hop, also known as Free Game. Mr. Free Game, right? What's up, y'all? This is a Dust Brothers production. That is Miles Davis. That is Jordan Winter. They are the eight-time podcast producers of the year. Yo, we are lit. And um, your boy is sick. It's fucked up, right? Woke up this morning with a low-grade fever. Been kind of feeling off all week, right? And the crazy thing is I've tested negative all week. My wife was had COVID. And more importantly, London is sick. And we were on ER watch day before yesterday. That's when everything in my world stops. You know, I get the chills. I start thinking about shit. And the thing is, he's starting to overcome these incidents, right? And the last time he got really sick was, fuck, maybe like five months ago. And then before that, but it, you know, it's like twice a year he gets sick, maybe three times. And he used to get really fucking sick. I don't want to bring it up anymore. You know, I've talked about it here on the show. But, um... His saturation dropped to 88, right? His blood oxygen level dropped to 88. 93 should bring up concern for a kid his age. At 91, we need to start heading to the ER, right? At 90, it's an issue. And just because COVID has brought world record numbers where people are seeing shit that doctors have been practicing medicine and been medical doctors for 40 plus years, never seen saturation levels drop below like, you know, the low 80s. And this is like, you know, you're dead at 80. You're dead at 80 pretty much, right? And people are having fucking 50, 60, 34s, like ridiculous shit during COVID, right? During the really bad early stages of the pandemic. And, um, my son got to an 88, but I was watching him. Is his stomach retracting? You know, we have steroids just in case. We have prednisone. We have shit that, you know, like, okay. Because sometimes you just need that little bit to, to kill the infection. And if there's, you know, some kind of thing going on and it wasn't COVID again, you know what I mean? Maybe it was. I don't fucking know. But I'm not he's sick, you know, and um, trying to figure it out. And he wasn't eating, you know, low blood sugar. So I was trying to give him some Jolly Ranchers to get some, you know, get his blood sugar up, give him a popsicle. Then he started eating and then he turned the corner. Then his fever went up and fever went down. And so like, he's just on his last run. I'm praying right now. He's on his last run because this whole week has been fucked up. I mean, obviously you guys know, I should literally be recording the show. This should be the second episode that I'm recording live from Cabo San Lucas, right? As you know, my trip got canceled because uh, my wife had got the COVID-19 uh, virus. And, um, it's wild because, again, I'm fucked up right now, but I have no choice but to, to record this show because uh, the BTP Army, you know what I'm saying, they depend on listening to, you know, anywhere between 32, you know, an hour of uh, free game, whether it be an interview or anything else. And um, I think everyone knows really, you know, for sure by now that I've pivoted most of my life to this golf game and golf life and everything. We'll talk about that later. But um, what I want to talk about right now is 
living well is the best revenge. I don't know why I've never said that before on the show. It's something that I've loved. It, it was uh, my godfather, Lou Adler, Hollywood rock and roll legend, legend period. He has a bar that he owned, was one of the most exclusive private bars, little VIP club on top of the Roxy Theater on the Sunset Strip. And it's called On the Rocks. And all kinds of shit went down here. I talked about it a little bit with the Josh Richmond episode. But when you went there, the matches, on the back of the matches, it said, Living Well is the best revenge. And it was like one of his favorite lines. And that line actually, I mean, I believe it came from Frank Sinatra. I don't quote me on this one. It could be someone else. But bottom line is, I like the fucking line. Fuck whoever said it. It's a great, great, great fucking mantra. Anyways, living well is truly the best revenge. Today, society is just weird. You know, we're going to talk about the economy for a little bit. And people, I'm a victim of it in a certain extent. But at the same time, I can snap out of it and wake up and be like, yo, listen, this is my reality. This is my reality. My reality is I planned this life. I manifested it. I'm living it. And here I am. Whether I want to decide to go eat McDonald's one day, whether I want to go down and fucking go to a taco truck, whether I want to go fly up San Francisco and go eat at the Rotunda, if I want to go to fucking, you know, what the fuck is it, Cote? I forgot. There's a crazy fucking uh, uh, Korean barbecue spot in New York. It's a, the only Michelin-rated Korean barbecue spot, which is like retarded, you know, um, not so great place. My friend Alex Choi, who was on the podcast, he's been there. And uh, my agent, Alina, she's like, yo, we got to get you in there. Anyways, bottom line is I can do whatever the fuck I really want and really not suffer any kind of, you know, any kind of repercussions from doing that. What does that mean? It means, again, I'm watching these interviews of these people who were Financially okay, you know, far from destitute, and they decided to go eat at nice race restaurants, go to happy hours a lot more often, go take trips to Miami, go to Europe, do something, because fuck it, you know, you live once and whatever. No, motherfuckers, you only die once. You know what I'm saying? You need to live every day, you know, and, and not the way that you're talking about. There's different, you can go to a fucking park. And sit back and read a book. I know it sounds boring and crazy, but I'm just saying, if that's, you gotta live within your means. You know, some people can have, or really can enjoy their lives. They can play golf and make it work. They could do other things and make it work. Some people, nah, man. Instagram makes, you know what? Instagram makes a lot of ugly people look really good on there. You don't see me trying to fucking cover pimples or um, change my stomach or, I, like, you see me, the only thing you might see, in me, you, you, I look bigger in person, that's all. That's all it is. I'm just a bigger person in person. But it's not reality, right? And what am I getting at? I'm getting at the point that living well will always be the rest of revenge. Because no matter what, whether it be 10 seconds a day, whether it be five hours, there are people who don't give a fuck. And they're like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I'm happy, blah, blah, whatever. I live in one-bedroom apartment. I'm, you know, I don't got to worry about this, this, and this. That's cool. And did you win at life? Maybe. You also set the bar very, very low. I demanded more out of life. I wanted to get the fuck out. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I don't want to pay rent. I don't want to worry about that type of shit. Not everyone's that fortunate. I get it. 
but I demanded more out of life. And what I'm getting at is, at some point in someone's day, when someone calls somebody else goofy or whatever, and people say, oh, you know, opinions are rude. You know, opinions are so like, it's just, it's not really that great, you know, and, and, and whatever. And I know, I get it. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. They all stink. Bullshit. I think at a certain point, it's a privilege to have an opinion if you can talk about it, right? I don't like motherfuckers talking about basketball on an upper echelon level. And I mean like sports media. I have a slight problem with people talking about, you, you could talk about, you could be the best better in the world. You can predict 17 games in a row. Could you fucking imagine if you could predict 15 games in NBA and predict the exact score? Oh, it's going to be 117 to 98. The exact one every single time, 17 games in a row. Even if you did that, it wouldn't mean shit about how you actually saw the game if you did not play at least at a high school level. But really to me, if you didn't play at least at a collegiate level, you know, there's this dude on ESPN now and get up, Dan Olosky. He was a quarterback. That motherfucker sat the bench, but he has some great takes because, you know, he played. He saw a lot. He has insight to the game. Then you got someone like Tony Romo who's just incredible when he's picking apart the game. You got people like Gilbert Arenas who actually was a star. People are kind of like, some people don't really remember. Some people are too young. I remember, dude. He was a fucking beast. And, uh, you know, he has his hot takes and things, right? But we have too many people who are opinions don't matter. If Elon Musk had an opinion about me after having a decent, you know, I'd say at least, you know, I don't know, seven personal interactions and then maybe a bunch of things that he saw online for whatever, not taken out of context, but seeing, you know, any kind of thorough interview of me and he had something to say, yo, man, I take it, I take it. I'd be like, all right, dog, okay, cool. What do you think's, you know, wrong here? And again, everyone has an opinion. A bunch of people, people throwing opinions from the cheap seats, whatever, and, and people have, oh, uh, no, no, dog, I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear any motherfucking excuses. Like I said, there are dudes out there with no legs whooping people's asses. There are people out there. I see the dude. I picked up my mother-in-law yesterday morning before I played golf, and I'm driving down her street, and I see a dude on a wheelchair trying to get into his minivan, and he was going to work. How do I know? Because the motherfucker was carrying a briefcase on his fucking tr- And he's there. I'm thinking like, yo, do I stop? He didn't look the type of person I want to be bothered. His energy was like, yo, it wasn't a very approachable energy, and that's fine. But you know what? I didn't see this dude. You know, this dude was getting in his minivan by himself. Was nobody helping him out in a wheelchair, opened the side of the minivan, some, you know, put his wheelchair away, get in, and he just, you know, going to work. And I'm saying there's people out there and this is a good neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? The dude has to live in at least a million dollar house. You know, and I could be assuming a lot of shit. I'm telling you right now, I'm a very good judge of character. I'm rarely wrong. And that's the problem with a lot of things. A lot of people have a lot of opinions. Sitting on a couch, never made a million dollars in their life, never been in love before, never been fucking a thousand miles from home. You know, I got dudes who've been in the hood who got a thousand pairs of shoes, never been a thousand miles away from their house. It's like, bro, go see the motherfucking world. For what? For I got everything right here. You got everything right here, man? You're going to get shot here. Fuck is you talking about? 
backpedaling. I'm not saying you can't speak up on something. Everyone has an opinion. Just saying, living well is the best absolute possible revenge. When your kids go to a good school, because the public school system in your fucking city sucks, and the state of California ranks 44th in the nation as far as education, yeah, that's a flex when your kids go to fucking private school. It ain't bragging if you're telling the truth. And what does this all mean? Again, people throw darts. They got silly shit to say, whatever it may be, to get a reaction here and there. If I can, and I got the time, and I've made a lot of time, trust me, because golf takes fucking, you know, four or five hours to play 18 holes. I don't look at my phone during golf. If you notice most of the time I'm playing 18, you almost never see me post shit. It's rare. There's 18 fucking holes, and you see 30-second video maybe, Mostly my cousin might shoot shit and he's fucking, you know, he's a six handicap. He do whatever the fuck he wants to. But what I'm getting at is nobody gets to me at the end of the night when I let one hour before I go to sleep of kind of just silence and just looking at my kids go to sleep and I reflect on the day. I say, you know what? I'm up. And when I mean up, I don't mean I'm awake. I'm meaning I'm up, I'm ahead in life. I was down. You know what I'm saying? That Cameron song. I was down 40, now I'm up 50. That was probably one of my favorite bars in any rap song. You know, you were down 40. Can you imagine being down 40 points and then being up 50 in the same game? You know, we ain't talking about basketball. We're not talking about 12, 15, eight-minute quarters. We're not talking about four quarters. We're talking about 50 years, 30 years, 60 years, 70 years, whatever your lifespan is. I've said this how many times on this show. It is my mantra on the show. This is not your practice life. Living well is the best absolute revenge on anyone. People could say, oh, well, you're not happy. You're the dog. What are you doing, man? You can't judge me because you have more money. But No, no, dog. It ain't about the money. This didn't come from fucking OnlyFans. You know? And I'm not hating on OnlyFans, people. I'm not hating on Bad Baby for making over 50 M's from OnlyFans. I'm not hating on that. I'm saying this came from actual skill, talent, and hustle. Came from every possible aspect of earning money. I went through every corner. I covered every fucking angle like surround sound. I was not playing. I went to every corner. I did not leave a single stone unturned. Okay? I just want y'all to understand that that is really the goal. If your kids are eating every single day, three meals a day, and they don't have to eat all three, I'm saying you have that there for them, you've won. People take that shit for fucking granted. Not everyone has both parents. But, oh, you know, it's, it's overrated. No, fuck all that shit. I don't care if it's a rare breed. People say, oh, people aren't happy, blah, blah, whatever. Some people make sacrifices. You know, I didn't realize that till I was like, you know, way too late when I started feeling a lot of my friends' parents sleeping in different rooms, whatever. They were okay. Some of them have like a sleep divorce. 
you know, I'd have heard that term for the first time this past year, where like, you know, the dad snores or whatever, and so the mother sleeps on a different bed, but they're together, everything, they're married, it's all good. There's all types of shit. I live a crazy ass lifestyle, but nobody is perfect, right? I'm far from perfect. But once someone can accept that you're not perfect, but they understand that your intentions are pure, that's when your life changes, okay? It's when Nicolette saw past other bullshit. She knows at the end of the day, I'm a good person. I have good intentions. Fuck up here and there. I have a bad fucking foul mouth and I talk a lot of shit. She knows where the important shit lies and that's, that's where that is, right? So I'm just letting you guys know right now on this one, this was just something deep because I'm not feeling so good right now. But there's not much that gets me down. Yeah, golf, whatever, cool, you know. And not that I won't get over it, you know. It's I have to be mentally strong to be wherever the fuck I'm at to get to where I'm at right now today. To acquire the lifestyle I've created for my family, for me. I put myself here. Nobody else put me here. I have a great team. At the end of the day, I got to make those decisions, right? I get some advice here and there. And that's really crucial. But... I just wanted y'all to know that living well is the best revenge. Nobody can say shit to you, period. People say, oh, we got this person here. Look, I could do a bunch of shit. But this is chess, not checkers, motherfucker, right? I save some for later. You know, you got to save some for yourself. Just like my man, Willie Bullock, rest in peace, my boy. Man, DJ Homicide's dad, he said, yo, man, you got to save some for yourself. Because these motherfuckers will take everything. So I save some for me. I save some for Nick. I save some for Kai. I save some for London. Save some for Ryder. I save some for the fucking dogs. Which, by the way, I just picked up a brand new puppy. Um, I just got a Labradoodle. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I got a Labradoodle. My bad. Because we got a Bernadoodle. We have a Yorkie. I have a Labradoodle. So shout out to my boy Dylan. Bless me with exotic of all exotic dogs. A mini Labradoodle. This dog costs racks. It is just a fucking beautiful thing. I was, it was a gift. Um, my kids are absolutely in love. This dog is potty trained. Thank God. Sweetest fucking dog in the entire world. But again, I spoke about the recession in January. That's seven months ago, right? And where are we at right now? We're in a recession. The fucking dollar right now is even with the euro, okay? And the crazy part is, inflation, it is at an all-time high, or 40 years, is 9.1% right now. The economy's fucked up. And people, you know, they ask me all the time, inflation's at 9.1%, where do you put your money? I mean, can't put it in crypto right now, it's fucked up, right? Can't put it in fucking, you know, in the stock, stock market's fucking down like crazy. Yo, if you believe in something, you're going to park that bitch and stay put, okay? I have my shit spread the fuck apart in every single possible way, from art to gold, cold hard cash, bank accounts, bonds, stocks, cryptocurrency, real estate. It is spread all the fuck across. You got some fucking money? You know what? You need to spend some money. You need power. You need to buy shit that you, when you can, right? All right, you need cash. Whether it's, you know, money in the bank or cash, whatever. You know, people are worried about, oh, this is going, shut the fuck up. 
Banks aren't going anywhere anytime soon. All right. And when that happens, you deal with that then. And if you have little money, I guess you have very little to worry about. But I think about it often. I'm like, all right, so where do you go? You know, like, all right, well, shit, it's in the bank. All right, you going any interest? Nope. Well, that's stupid. Why is that stupid? I can go buy a fucking house tomorrow for fucking $12 million. All right, boom, here, there's. I could finance this. I could go get this. I could leverage against this. Shit, when I bought my crib, my crib's already gone up $2.5 million just in fucking, no. Yeah, $2.5 million in fucking three years. That's crazy, right? I have other properties. You need to have cash, man. You need to have good credit, period. But yeah, our economy's fucked up. The euros match the dollar, which is fucking crazy, one for one. I'm gonna fuck around and go to fucking Europe and get my fucking spend on. This is crazy as shit. But speaking of money and finances and stuff like that, you know what? I was listening to this podcast about uh, Air McNair, right? Steve McNair and his mystery of his death. And I'm just like, God damn. I really thought it was open. Like it was pretty much known. Like it was, he was murdered by a fucking his jealous girlfriend. That was his side chick. And um, he invested a couple, several million dollars with his uh, agent and he lost his investment. And he had dudes from the hood. He was living hood rich. He was living whatever. He was, you know, he was still, he had, he had like a trap little apartment where he brought bitches over and all this crazy ass shit that was coming out. And he was about to get his will going and then he never signed it. And then a bunch of people owed him money while he, you know, he was dead so they didn't pay it back. So there was all kinds of shit he was telling his wife he might be in a financial situation because again, he wasn't really smart with his money. And the crazy thing is, if you are a star professional player, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, I don't give a fuck, it's tennis, golf, and you had over a six-year career, there's no motherfucking excuse for you to ever be broke in your entire life. I don't give a fuck how many people you have here and there. Learn how to say no. Give people jobs. You don't need to give people money. Right? Unless it's your immediate family. And even then, they could suck you dry. One important fucking thing is, when you get to a respectable age where you're on your real grown-ass man shit, make sure you write a will. If you can and you're able to, get a living trust. If you can and you're able to, get a great insurance plan that covers all your shit. And when I mean that, I'm talking about lawsuits, everything you could think of, right? Most importantly, you don't have to have a joint bank account with your wife, okay? It really depends on how her spending habits are and everything else. You can, she can have access maybe, whatever, but you don't want to have someone think, well, we could do this, we could do this. No, no, that's never a good idea. Saving and me, with me, I'm like, look, 90% doesn't exist anymore. Spend 10%, 90% is gone. It's somewhere and it doesn't exist anymore. It's just sitting parked. I don't give a fuck if there's no interest on it because I'll use that cash to leverage and buy other shit. But make sure if it's not your wife or your mom, it's got to be someone you trust with your life that knows your financial situations because if one fucking day you are gone, at least they can fucking tell or they can figure out oh, this is this, where this is, this is where this is. When my boy Jonas had died, one of the most shocking things in the world is he had offshore bank accounts, all kinds of shit. His dad was his accountant. In fact, Jersey Joe, his dad, Vakwa, was my accountant too. And Jonas had shit that a lot of people didn't even know about. And his fiance found everything. I was like, God damn, bitch. 
Korean girl. Like she was persistent as a motherfucker. And it's funny how her life was completely different after that. Like shit that you would never see this girl ever do. And I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. But what I'm saying is make sure your wife knows your finances. If you wanna fucking put some shit aside, don't wanna know, that's fine too. Make sure though, if you got kids, that somebody knows what's going on and there's a will because the shit gets messy. If it goes into fucking probate for whatever reason, if you got a divorce, all kinds of shit. Make sure somebody knows your financial situation so that they can fucking, you know, be straight. And that's what, you know, people say, oh, you can't take it to the grave, blah, blah, you can't do this. Shut the fuck up, man. Tired of hearing that bullshit, bro. You can change a lot of people's lives with that bread. You know, people are like, oh, shit, you flaws and chains, what the fuck? They don't get it because they don't know how to get rid of their shit. Because they were paying 700% over fucking markup or whatever fucking spot price gold was or diamonds were. You do it right, you're going to be all right. And I was thinking about it. When I first started in the joy business, gold was fucking $500 an ounce. That shit's, you know, up and down here and there, but it hovers right at $2,000 a fucking ounce. Think about it. Back in the day for 5Gs, you can get a fucking fat chain. Nice, heavy, 14, 18 karat chain, a nice one. 5K is barely gonna get you a fucking four millimeter freaking, you know, Cuban right now. It's crazy. Anyways, another thing that's bothering me before we go into commercial break, man, is like I'm just super fucking disgusted by society as a whole. Seeing these fucking clowns, I seen what's this Christian Walker, he's Herschel Walker's son. Like, God damn, bro. There's very few people I want to punch in the mouth. And this dude is one of them, right? And he's just coming at one of my homies, Kehlani. And Kehlani's, she's not just LBGTQ. She's, she's actually, you know, she's gay, right? She's a lesbian. What the fuck is your problem? Like fucking weirdo shit. People put too much emphasis on political sides. It ain't that deep, man. There's too much focus on it. It's because you guys are entertaining that bullshit focus. Too much fo- left, right, conservative, liberal. Shut the fuck up. It sh- that shit was never this deep 20 years ago. You never heard anybody, oh, he's a Democrat, he's a Republican. I mean, maybe during election, but it shit goes all year round now. Do you guys realize this? I'm talking in 2000, you didn't hear not a motherfucking person speak about, oh, you're Republican, you're Democrat, blah, blah, whatever. No one. Only during election year. It was very rare. Unless you watch fucking C-SPAN and see, oh, R, Illinois. Oh, D, California. No one's fucking asking about that shit. But it's all fucked up now. There's far right, then there's far right that fights with the right. Then you got the far left that fights with the left. This is fucking crazy. But you know what I thought about? I was like, look, even Crips fight other Crips. It's confusing, right? Both wear blue. You know, they cuz. And back in the day when I was growing up, I'm going to say this, bloods never fought other bloods. You would never, you rarely ever, it just didn't, it wasn't anything public, that's for damn sure. But now bloods fight other bloods, right? It's a shit show. So it's just fucking random as hell. Woke culture, this and that. There's QAnon, fucking, there's, Antifa, which is bullshit. There's this, there's this, there's anti-vax, there's this. It just fucking shut the fuck up. God damn, man. I just cannot.
deal with this shit anymore. It's fucking crazy, man. Everyone's too fucking scared to say something. There's been only maybe two times where Miles has actually edited out a thing that I've said on here. And he did it on his own. He didn't even ask for, he took an executive decision like, yo, I'm taking this shit out. I don't want Ben to get canceled. Look, if he didn't, fuck it. I never took anything out of this motherfucker because, you know, whatever, unless we were, you know, in a situation, you know, legally, which is rare, a one in 291 episodes, 292 talking about now. But yeah, man, let me cool the fuck off, man. Let me get this fucking fever going and shit and everything. Let me, that, let's see, that Lakey Lake music right there, that just makes me feel a lot better right there. All right, so let me get some water, get some Dayquil, get some vitamin C. We'll pay some bills. We'll be right back. Cost of living is rising and you're responsible for yourself and others. On that note, it makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, just answer a few questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out if you're instantly approved. No hidden fees, cancel anytime. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. Ladder's customers rate them 4.8 out of five stars on Trustpilot and they've made Forbes Best Life Insurance 2021 list. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. Now, BTB Army, I have told you before and I will tell you again, you need to have your money working for you. In times like these, who doesn't need a secondary income stream? All right, well, here it is. You've heard me talk about Captain Picks, a sports betting consultancy company I own with Jordan, Miles, and Michael Rapport. But have you joined yet? If you haven't, now is the time. Go to CaptainPicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one for free. The summer is on fire with UFC, MLB, PGA, WNBA, rugby, and more. We are also all over future picks for NBA, NFL, and strategy for fantasy football. Honestly, we make it so easy for you that you do not need to even know anything about sports to win on the daily, and that is no cap. Our expert captains lead our community of winners every day in sports all around the world. Why are we the best? Because we care. We care about your winnings. We care about your time making it fun. Make friends and stack wins. Take our picks and grow your bankroll on your favorite sportsbook 
platforms. We are here to break all bookies. There's not a more knowledgeable community in the industry. We have membership plans to fit every budget. And if you opt in for a subscription, there are big savings to be had. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one free. Yo, man. Everything is a privilege. I try to teach my kids that sometimes. Having a fucking birthday party is a goddamn privilege. You know, they got iPads, they got fucking Apple fucking watches, they have iPhones and whatever. It's cool. It's a privilege. And I want them to have good lives. You know, I want them to be, you know, straight. And they, and I mean, London's already had such a hard life just health-wise. And, you know, I just, I would have did it even if he didn't because they're good kids. But everything is a fucking privilege. Playing golf is a privilege. Driving is a fucking privilege. It's crazy. You know, people don't realize I have a relative in Germany, in Berlin, and he told me that was fucking like $5,000 to get his driver's license out there. It was crazy. Driving is a motherfucking privilege out there. Over here, people are like, oh, it's a right. I should be able to have, you know, from 16, take a test. Okay, where's your car? I mean, it's just, just weird shit. Everything's a privilege. Sometimes when I'm playing golf, I don't realize, you know, I'm mad about a score or anything. And my coach is like, yo, why don't you sit back and just take a fucking inhale, exhale, you fucking dick. You're on a golf course. Why don't you enjoy the scenery? To realize it's fucking beautiful. You're playing a game that is a fucking privilege to play, right? And for the most part, golf is for rich people. It's not necessarily like you necessarily can't be broken and, and or poor and, and play unless someone's sponsoring you, right? It's expensive to play. Shit, Angeles is hundred dollars a fucking person. I'm just saying, clubs, nice clubs, couple thousand dollars. Motherfuckers lose balls all the time. Balls, nice balls, 50, 60 bucks. You know, clothes, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, you know, there's actual dress code on, on golf courses. So, you know, just, just letting you know, man, everything's a fucking privilege. I'm appreciative, very grateful for this eternal water that is here. That's not an ad, but they do show love. Um, Jordan Winter is finally on his honeymoon. Finally tested negative for COVID. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to the fucking uh, the Caribbean or the Bahamas, where the fuck he's, he's at. Um, I know where he's at, but I'm just saying. Jordan got to sit down in some lay-down seats, first class, lay-down bed. He's like, this is the life, man. I'm like, no shit, dog. Come on, man. It's the only fucking way. That's a fucking privilege. Jordan worked his ass off like a motherfucker to be able to enjoy this shit with his wife as he should. Okay? Jordan, if you listen to this, which I know you are, you fuck, I love you, and I'm hoping you're having a fucking great time. Um, But... Damn, man, my dog is acting crazy right now. I hear him upstairs, man. This is fucking crazy. He's crying. He's so fucking cute, though. I can't get mad at him. Jesus. What else, man? I, I know I went deep on this episode. Um, so Monday, my coach calls me, tells me I have practice, you know, Monday mornings. And he's like, yo, man, the course is closed. Something happened. They didn't even fucking tell me till 7 a.m. I got to push it. And I was already like kind of fucked up this week because I didn't know what was going on. Are we leaving? Are we going to San Diego? Are we going somewhere? Are we going to do something? COVID shit fucked everything up. And I just took it on the chin. Like, yo, no big deal, whatever. I think my wife's like, oh, the kids want to get out of the house. Dude, we got a pool. We got fucking bikes. Got remote control cars. We got all kinds of shit for them to do. 
You know, we got fucking learning tools. They can, my writer's learning shit every fucking day. Sometimes I got to correct them. You know, I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about that. That that might not be a fact. But, you know, I missed that practice. And I really realized how crucial that practice was. Because playing golf is not like riding a bike. You don't just get back on and play again. It's totally different. Even pro golfers. Like, at that level, I saw Tiger Woods doesn't play with TaylorMade balls. And I was like, what the fuck? He plays with Bridgestone? Okay, cool. And Bridgestone balls aren't as good as TaylorMade from what all the people I've talked to. You know, Tyler's makes great balls. It's great. People prefer to think, but when people really play with TaylorMade TP5s, like, oh shit, these are incredible. And um, I was like, why don't you just throw some TaylorMade balls in there? He's like, it would take him a month to have to change his entire game off a fucking ball. That's so dialed in to their game. And with a beginner like me, you know, they say the longest fucking hole is not the hole on the course, but the fucking distance from the fucking driving range to the goddamn first hole. And that's where, you know, you forget everything sometimes. And so I went to side of practice at Griffith Park, was getting bothered by some people here and there. And it took 40 balls for me to start hitting some decent shots. And even though I'm hitting them clean, straight, whatever, the consistency is where it really is, right? And that's where form comes in. And something I'm doing is wrong. I'm like, is it the knee flex? Is it the arm? Whatever, boom. I don't want to bother Ron too much. You know, he's fucking busy as shit. He's like, no, fuck that. Bother me because I'm his, you know, he wants me to be his, his prodigy. So I missed that practice, man. And just weird ass week in golf. I took a couple days off, which I needed to, right? I go play Angelus yesterday with my cousin Steve. He hits a 78. He hit a 76 the last time we played. I hit a 96. So it's weird. He beat my 20 strokes on each time. But, um, what did I hit a 97? I forgot what the fuck I got. Might have hit a 97. I forgot what I did. Anyways, no mulligans. You know, took all the drop balls, took the L's. And uh, my, my cousin had like maybe two drop balls. But I missed that practice and it fucked me up bad. But I really did sit back and say, damn, this is a fucking beautiful course. Sometimes I rush some holes. You know, I'm like, fuck, I rush this and that. But one thing I'm proud of is in 18 holes, I putted 25 fucking times. So if you guys understand what that is, yo, most, do you understand what I'm about to say? The most of the players on the PGA Tour right now about to play in the Open today don't play an entire round with two putts or less. So I'm like proud of that because the only thing I could really do consistently is putt at the house, you know, depending on the greens, you know, depending on the angle of shit, right? I just have a regular mat that goes nine feet. But my 10 foot and under putts, shit, I'm like 85%, you know, knock them bitches in. My coach is like, yo, man, you get fucking 10 of the top guys in the pros. These motherfuckers ain't knocking these 10 foot putts and a lot of them miss them. They'll miss fucking... Over 50% of them. And that's crazy to me, you know, because 24, five putts is nuts. But my iron game was so fucking bad, I couldn't fucking hit shit. Driving game was all right. You know, and then the wind came into factor. I never played against the wind with the wind. Hot as shit with the wind. I'm usually doing a 250-yard drive at least. I had the wind come in factor. I'm in a 175. Like, what the fuck's going on here? My cousin's like, you know, that's golf. So just a weird-ass week again. Can't wait to go see Ron, man. Um, supposed to play a little golf with DK Metcalf tomorrow, actually. 
from the Seahawks, you already know. Um, and by the way, there's a rumor going around that we we're fucking gonna fuck with Jimmy Garoppolo, man. That shit ain't happening, man. Y'all stupid as fuck. I don't even know who the fuck entertained that. Just stupid. Just because someone said, oh, really? Oh, that might be, I don't know. Someone might have said something and then all of a sudden it's it's facts. And I don't know what the fuck Kyrie's doing. I don't know what the fuck KD's doing. But I was talking to one of my boys. I don't want to say his name because I don't know, you know, his situation. But he plays for the Lakers. But right now he doesn't have a team. And I asked myself, yo, bro, you come back with the Lakers? What, you found a team? Yeah, what's good? He goes, we can't do shit until we figure out what Kevin's doing. Is Kevin Durant going to come to LA? I think he's going to Golden State, but we'll see what happens. You come to LA, it'd be fucking amazing. Who fucking knows? Kevin Durant and LeBron, I just don't know what to fucking think at that point. Jesus Christ. But going to get back. Uh, might play nine holes this weekend. I got to take it easy. I think the 18 really fucked me up. Plus, I'm sick, so I'm not feeling so good. But, um, man, that shit had me fucked up yesterday. But, I, you know, people had these little nitpick things. I could truly say, like, there's a few things people can do, right? Let's say, for instance, you know, you suck at layups. You can't dunk the ball. You're not a great three-point shooter. But you shoot 99% at the free throw. Like, like you know, and people are like, oh, well, shit. You know, Steph Curry doesn't even shoot 99 at the free throw, right? His percentage is at 99%. That's just something to talk about. But then again, golf is about 700,000 times harder than basketball. So, like, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, yo, I have a better chance of dunking on a 10-foot rim with a defender on me at my age, at my current size and everything than I do getting into the 70s, right? That, that's how fucking hard golf is, okay? I got a better chance of making 53 pointers in a row than getting into the 70s. I got a better chance of doing a 360 dunk on fucking Draymond Green than getting into the 70s right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's what it is. And just, again, you take time off, you're fucked. You have to keep some consistency, and that's just the hardest part about it. And I think that's what keeps me coming back, because it's a challenge. And I see dudes like Joe Pesci at 79 fucking playing golf and still good and fucking literally, you know, hitting high 70s and like just, it's wild. And, and Joe's swing is kind of crazy too. But, you know, my cousin Steve's swing isn't like super straight and whatever. But he's been playing golf for 30 years. He don't give a fuck about all that bullshit. There's a lot of motherfuckers that talk all that shit. I've seen dudes at the range go crazy. I go crazy at the range. I have great things. Guess what? I got another ball. I make fucking eight bad shots. I got fucking 112 more balls to fucking make a good shot. On the golf course, you got one chance. That's it. You fuck that up, you're done. You know? You got to hit the driver, go to some irons, go to a chip, you know, a wedge. Sand wedge, gap wedge, go to the putter, then go back to the driver after fucking using the club fucking three to eight times. Shit's tough. So, you know, much respect. I'm going to figure that out. Uh, next week is uh, MLB All-Star Week. I know my agency represents fucking Jock. It's obviously my boy, um, Clayton Kershaw, a bunch of people. It's a bunch of fucking people, XL managers, and they're doing a little special party for the Home Run Derby. I got to attend that. But then... Um, the Nationals coming up. I think I brought this up already, right? I don't give a fuck. I don't know if I did or not. And I think maybe I didn't say the actual name, but I'm doing baller breaks with Joe Montana. Fucking Niner fans are going to love that one. It's fucking huge. Dude's an absolute legend. Um, Paul Pierce is going to be on baller breaks as well. So I'm going out to Atlantic City just for like 36 hours. Not going to the All-Star game. I'm going to be in San Francisco. I wish I could fucking bring my sticks. I wish 
I can go golf, but I'm bringing London with me. And I can't take him with me like on the golf course like that. It's just, just too much shit going on and everything else. But yeah, man, um, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm going to try to rest up and drink some Gatorade. I'm feeling like shit. But that's it, man. I love y'all, you know, and, and I really do appreciate the BTB Army. Do appreciate the supporters. I know who the, you know, who the real supporters are and who isn't. And I'm really just not taking notes necessarily because I'm not that petty to that point. I just better to be like, yo, man, you know what? This person's just been on some. I don't got to talk to people every single day. That also don't mean I need to see a bunch of stupid ass memes or dumbass shit or shit that just doesn't is completely relevant in my life. People say, oh, why? You can't, you're too cool to do. No, motherfucker. I choose what I want to see, what I want to hear, what I want to input into my brain. And if I don't like something, man, you change that shit. Get that shit out of there. If it's giving you negative vibes and if some person's having a great time and it makes you feel weird, whatever, you know, you control you. Always remember that. And always remember this. Living well is the best revenge. This is not your practice life. Make it a great day. Remember all that shit. Because I got to tell myself that all the time. You know what I'm saying? I got to remind myself. Live well. Live decent. That's two different things. Hope you guys can decipher. Anyways, y'all, I am out of here. My man Lakey Lake is obviously going to take us out of here, you know, for real, for real. But uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the show already. And do not forget, Captain Picks kicks ass. All right, y'all. I will see y'all on Monday. Much love.